I saw the Sins video. Okay. Made some good points. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Bye. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're bra bomb. Better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> <laughs> and from music video since Barrett Share. Yellow. Now, we are doing this podcast directly after the last one we did. Which means I don't know how pissed off you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) Which means I haven't gotten to the comments yet. (laughs) And so, yeah, so there's, uh, you know, we're talking about this as if we still have a show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everybody has abandoned ship at this point. (laughs) That's right. But the five of you that are still there, Mm -hmm. you will be gone by the end of this episode. This one, this is the first matchup. This is going to tear it. We are going to go back to our Marvel versus DC um march madness in summer bracket uh <laughs> thing i'm batman i am iron man i'm always angry as far as i'm concerned that's america's ass shotgun and, oh wait oh yes wait a minute what uh we're gonna go to the west bracket where the number one seed the dark knight goes up against number eight avengers endgame <laughs> holy fuck and and yeah this is this is the most assholey one eight there is wow my balls hurt uh, yeah 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 they're a little achy aren't they yeah i mean <laughs> what got you what, what what brought you to the conclusion that endgame was an eight seed all right so the number one seeds for marvel mm-hmm. iron man the avengers mm-hmm. number two seeds i, I think those are I, we can get to whether they're saleable because I know you guys don't like the Avengers as much as I do. Uh, but they would probably be, it would probably be in the top two line, right? Mm-hmm. Number two seeds, Black Panther and Homecoming mm-hmm. and Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a fairly good consensus here. Uh, number three seeds, Infinity War and X-Men United, X2. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically to get all of these properties in, including the ones outside of the MCU, it basically fell to, you know, where does Endgame go? It's not above Infinity War. It's not above the original. Age of Ultron didn't even make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, basically, it. I wanted to get it in there, even though I got some problems with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just ended up on the 8-line. So, it's been since it came out, since I've seen Endgame. So, that's a roughly couple months. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so i haven't had a chance to 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 get back into it but the the end game just feels like it's a, it's the culmination it's it doesn't really hold up on its own i guess really. no if you went in this not having seen any mcu movies mm-hmm. i mean there's no there's no way right no no and i think i think there are a lot of fans who are who are going to be able to wipe that away faster than i can who will say well they created something new mm. yeah but i still think for the most part a movie ought to be able to play on its own 
Yeah, you look at the Mission Impossibles, you can watch those at any point and just go into the series. You don't have to know how many times Ethan Hawke has been disavowed and all that shit. Ethan Hawke! <laughs> <laughs> Ethan from... Well, well, yeah. he, was, he was disavowed by Uma Thurman at least once. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true, literally. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you can go into Black Panther and not know anything, and yeah. that would be... And well, you'd be perfectly fine. In fact, fine. most of the MCU movies are fine that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity War and Endgame are the, are the ones that really are yeah 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 so endgame plays like a series finale and uh and it's it's like we're just tying up a lot of loose ends i didn't really like too much of the action in this movie no it's the same it's, it's the, the same. same i didn't think it was i didn't think it was great i mean i did think you know i like i said there were some good emotional moments in it mm-hmm. i think it is a good tie-up to the whole thing sure I just don't think on its own it's a great movie in any in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? May, maybe we're completely wrong. I know that, like I said, this is just one of those type of movies that we're just going to have to disagree with the most of the people in the in the world yes. right now. I yes. think. Do you think they could have just axed the time travel and figured something else out? Yeah. I mean, there's so like many I different said, ways. Like I said, and I don't, and I don't know if this is a better movie or not. But once, the, once he said that they were atoms, I thought for sure the whole Ant Man thing was gonna was gonna play into this. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were gonna have to get down into atoms and just collect it. Now that may not be a good movie, but you don't have to be. That doesn't have to be the movie. Yeah, you know, they can just go and you know have a montage of you know Ant Man like collecting like little droplets of uh, of Infinity Stones yeah. and stuff. But, uh, but you know, uh, that's what I thought was going to happen. When he said that, I was like, that's so specific. I know, it's perfect. You know, and, and we've got Ant-Man like in the, in the, you know, the, the nether regions and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, in the upside down or whatever it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying they made it needlessly complicated and easy to pick holes at, right? Because it does set up great moments. The moment with Tony and, and his dad. Mm-hmm you know the fight with cap on cap and there's some good moments but it's like yeah, there, there's so many different ways that you could have gone about doing this and got to that ending and that ending is is strong i think some of it is is nonsensical the powers are still undefined but the spectacle of it is fantastic you know yeah i mean i only saw it the one time and it, it's probably waned a little for me yeah um I will watch it again. There's, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of filmmakers and fans saying about a movie, I'll just don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, I'll just I don't know. think about that That's stuff. That's my issue, too. You don't have to do that. You could have written this in so many different ways. I don't even know, is this a direct, because Infinity War, the storyline, was a direct throughput from the comics, right? No. Yes, and no. it was influenced. Like the Thanos thing was influenced, right? Yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same motivation because he was doing it for like God or something like that. Death. Right? Yeah, he or was doing death. it for death. Yeah. And do you know if Endgame is directly inspired by any of the, no. the comics? Okay. No. That's what I'm saying. Is that there's how did they reverse it in the comics or whatever? They had the help of characters the MCU has not introduced. Yet. Okay. Well like it wasn't there even a character the character that they they introduced at the very like one of the credit scenes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Adam Warlock? Adam yeah. is the one that is supposed to come back and help that yeah. out, yeah. I believe. Oh, if, really? I, if I've if I've if I have uh, read I've, I've read that sparingly, but 
you know, they introduced that in Guardians of the Galaxy and they still haven't done anything with that. How hard would it be to write him into the fucking end game? I don't know. Instead, they wrote in Captain Marvel and then just wrote her out. I got problems with this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of these things where in the moment, the, the way Tony's story wraps up, the way all the storylines tie together, the way Cap- Captain America has his final moment. I think it leaves you on a high. Mm-hmm. And then when you start thinking about it, you come down a little bit from and that. So much, I do. Yeah. So much of it is fan service, right? Like so many, so much of this, this cap versus cap and him being on the elevator and saying hail Hydra. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, the, the all female shot. Yeah. The all female <laughs> shot. Uh, the, there, there, there are a lot of things in there where it was like, you know, we know fans will like this, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't think that makes the movie great in any way. I think it's kind of a fun thing, like, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll again, we will all see this again at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, maybe our opinions will change of it, but uh, it has the unfortunate uh, aspect of going up against the Dark Knight, and I don't think however high we seated avengers endgame it was going to it was going to get past this one no and the dark knight you definitely don't need to know anything about batman or joker or what happens in batman begins right to have any impact on your viewing experience this is this along with logan are one are are like one of the only movies that treat comic book movies with a realism rather than just saying this is just kind of ridiculous people in tights with powers type of thing um the opening i mean you you don't even have to have a joker or a batman for that opening to be awesome Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the statement to this whole thing is that that heist if it was just this was like heat part two yeah you would be all in for that shit yep and uh and i'll that experience for dark knight for me will i i I don't think i'll ever forget that that was so many things around that movie that i can that i can relate to as far as where i was at the at the time and i was in new york that i've told the story about the interlocking and all that we had seven seven auditoriums of that going at midnight uh this was my first movie that i ever ran in an imax theater oh wow. uh just being able to run that and look at that from the booth or you know and sometimes being able to go down in the auditorium experience it in imax and everything every time that opening scene that with that spare han zimmer music and everything comes on i'm just like i'm giddy i'm giddy thinking about that fucking (laughs) opening and the rest of the whole thing it moves just churns and churns and and joker keeps on throwing these balls up in the air that their batman has to keep juggling yeah he's cut he really is behind behind the eight ball the sure. entire movie up until that last point and actually he's behind the eight ball in that last point too yeah. it's just the humans making a decision which i don't think you would make <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm glad they do, obviously. One but of those like, boats he, is blown yeah. up. It doesn't influence any of this shit. <laughs> thank, thank God for for a dude from Friday, right? Yeah, tiny listeners. Tiny listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. I'll do what you should have done five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, now, it's trendy to hedge on the Dark Knight nowadays. Really? I think it's very trendy to say it's not as good as we all remember it. And I think there's... There's two prongs that I've seen coming out of this. This is just what I'm seeing on social mm-hmm. media. Nolan's occasional difficulty with shooting action scenes, mm-hmm. specifically that nighttime lower fifth 
attack where he's got the slaughter as the best medicine truck and the rocket yeah, launcher yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. That whole sequence. I think even we nitpicked that sequence oh, because it's, it's not very well edited. Oh, you're talking about the 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 truck chase? Yes. Yeah. Through Lower Wacker? Yes. Oh. I need to I'll Ooh. just send you that there's a YouTube video that's fairly famous for breaking down the action in that scene and how many continuity errors there are oh i i never really thought about it like that one of the vehicles completely changes direction oh yeah, yeah 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 um but again i don't think that is something i'm gonna knock the movie for it was also true when the movie came out i'm not gonna watch a youtube video and see something <laughs> i've never seen before and then immediately like have you seen the, the thing with spider-man 2 where he's swinging through the city and Mary Jane's hanging on to him and she's looking at his face with awe and he's a fucking mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> and none of us ever saw it it's until so this weird. guy pointed it out on Twitter. And then somebody else came underneath and said her hair is also blowing the wrong direction. Oh, <laughs> she's moving this way and her hair is blowing that way. Um, anyway, um, and, and the, another thing I'm seeing a lot of lately is Batman Begins is better or as good as The Dark Knight. Um, I'm not saying I agree with these people. I'm not saying I hate these people. I'm just saying there appear to be some trends where people are starting to distance themselves a little bit from the Dark Knight. And I will not be a part of it! Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, this is objectively one of Christopher Nolan's best movies. You know, you, you look at his top tier of, like, The Prestige, uh, The Dark Knight. Inception. Inception. And, you know, I mean, Memento's a great movie. Interstellar's a great movie. Uh, Dunkirk is a great movie, but I don't think they're up to that level. And this is this is one of the best movies from one of the best directors working today. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you how you make that argument. I don't either. It's it's malcontent. I will be having my vengeance on Rocky right now. <laughs> <laughs> I vote Dark Knight over that Endgame bullshit, even uh, though Endgame was fun. I think all of us are. The Dark Knight's going to win this. Dark Knight is the best, certainly one of the best comic book movies ever made. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and one of the, one of my favorite movies of that decade too. It's super rewatchable. And yeah. just think about this too: uh, Iron Man and The Dark Knight came out the same year, same summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just such a crazy. I mean, two of the best. Ultimately, right a very important, in hindsight, a very important summer. Did yeah. you see this in the theater? You like mm -hmm. opening weekend Dark or whatever? Knight? Yeah, yeah. I did too, man, and I was blown away. I didn't see it in IMAX. Did, did your theater have an IMAX or were you at the Manhattan one? Uh, no. Um, so it was like every Tuesday I went out to a theater in New Rochelle. Oh. And uh, and uh, and the guy who was the in charge of that IMAX was leaving to be a part of Obama's Secret Service. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so like uh, they were they didn't say it out loud, but they were trying to, I think, groom me to be the next IMAX guy there. But like uh, I did, didn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, talk about talk about a job that's essentially the cushiest that you can get. Mm. It's running one projector. You don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. You just have to stay in that IMAX booth yeah. and everything. But some of the stuff he, that guy was telling me was like, you know, if this happens, if this happens. And I was like, oh, my God, that's definitely going to fucking happen. <laughs> oh, and, I, and, I, and I know that I could eventually fix it. And who cares? We can give them refunds and, you know, shut down the IMAX for however long it takes. But but some of the stuff that he was telling me that could happen that he had to do in his life <laughs> or whatever, I was like, man. 
I don't want to. There's apparently something that happens where you have to get up on the roof and, <laughs> and all sorts of shit. And I was like, yeah, you're going to strap in. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound doesn't sound good to me. There are two ways out of this building. Yeah. In their custody <laughs> or that <laughs> scaffolding. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm definitely voting dark knight yeah yeah um, sorry in game <laughs> sorry in game by the way well, but before we gloss over end game um I, I, a lot of people are giving love to the little girl having a hankering for cheeseburgers at the end of this movie mm-hmm. i even saw people tweeting about how uh, what began as a product placement ends up being one of the biggest tear-jerking moments of the whole still product placement what is it from? Is it from? It's from Iron Man when, when he, gets he gets back, back and he goes he... through the Burger King drive-through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they he's, got he's money and they from Burger down. King yeah, yeah, yeah. to squeeze cheeseburgers into the movie, and now they want credit for squeezing more cheeseburgers in at the end mm. and making it like, oh, it's like father, like daughter. Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> get you all the cheeseburgers you need. Uh, what will be going up against the Dark Knight? It's a battle between Doctor Strange, the Four Seed, and Aquaman, the Five. Mister Doctor. Um, so have you, have you seen Aquaman? No, but, <laughs> but even if I, I saw the sins video. Okay. Made some good points. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first saw Aquaman in theaters, it was a perfect storm, uh, type of thing. Cause I was with family members and, and, uh, and you know, it was just a, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I, I gave it I gave it credit for being being good, especially it wasn't this is where this is where Aquaman is going to get its j- desserts, right? It's not Suicide Squad. It's not Batman v. Superman. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also not Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> not that as well. And uh, and so it feels good because it's not those other bad movies. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think right now. Is there any scene in Aquaman that I really do love? And I don't can't know if I can think of any. You know, it's it's made up of so many different parts, and it, it's really strongest when they get out of the water, honestly, mm-hmm. because it's so effects heavy. It's not nearly as bad as it looked like in the previews, because it looked awful in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the trailers and stuff like that. And James Wan did this, right? Yep. And so I think he was able to kind of get it back up to to a good standard but you know the only times that it it really pops are like you know when they're in the desert now that's a silly set piece mm-hmm. and when they're in italy and when he's on the sub and stuff like that but this movie is still like at least trying to have fun mm-hmm. and uh and i think it succeeds at times the the water stuff and the the patrick bateman patrick stewart patrick, <laughs> patrick wilson patrick wilson <laughs> Like that's ridiculous. I I didn't even recognize him. Like it's and he, I love him as an actor, but it, that's all bullshit. Jason Momoa is 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 fun. He is. He He's is. a lot of fun in this. Uh oh. Okay. I will get. There is one scene in this that for sure, action wise, is is good, and it's the the probably cheating one shot with Nicole Kidman at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, but um. Man, as this movie went along, I was like, damn, why is this movie this way? Like yeah. this whole this whole fucking quest to get this this uh pitchfork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, there's is, two side quests, right? You gotta find the Elder Scrolls or whatever it is, yeah. and then you gotta go to fucking 
Neptune and go through the the Hideleho and the Kraken shit. I, yeah, you don't have you don't have time to resend this movie, but <laughs> but I really just didn't understand why it was laid out this way. None of it made sense. Like let let's uh let's make uh, the Greek gods important somehow, yep. you know, and um and uh and then uh the whole thing where they had to put the the whatever the key in the floor mm-hmm. uh, and and then they would be able to get this presentation and everything and and uh, and and somehow some way many people have They've gone t- on this quest <laughs> there's bodies all over the place right. on this cracking thing yeah mm. there's so many people who have gone on this quest and everything that nicole kidman says about that whole thing makes no sense like like she's like you you only the person who is worthy can get in there in the mm-hmm. first place so who are all these other assholes <laughs> and then like uh by the end of it really the it's so specific what he had to do they could have just left it at they could have left it in uh in atlantis yeah yeah because it was there was no nobody else could have gotten it yeah based exactly. on that yeah you're gonna die if you if you try to you know retrieve it or yeah whatever. so like i was just like that whole quest that you wasted our time <laughs> you wasted everyone's time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then 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 yeah uh fantastic like you know you can't see anything huge climax at the end bullshit battle i can't i'm i'm tired i get i, I can actually go to sleep to those battles yeah me too. me too and we are all stupider for having listened to it yes <laughs> amber heard is pretty though she is pretty uh aquaman goes up against the four seed doctor strange yep uh uh, this isn't a movie that i was not expecting to enjoy at all Mm -hmm. oh yeah and i ended up this is one of one of my favorites Mm -hmm. i think out of all the marvel uh the whole group Uh, because benedict cumberbatch is just He's just delightful, isn't he's he? He's a perfect asshole that you still want to root for. Yes. It's like Sherlock, right? Sherlock is an asshole that you will root for. Yeah, you you'll see you'll see uh you know hints of Sherlock and of course Dr. House, which is another Sherlock derivative. Mm-hmm. You know, these type of things are all in this, but I was just not expecting this. Like when they announced this, I was like, okay, yet another like our origin story thing that I'm going to have to sit here through like millions of reams of exposition to get mm-hmm. to the but I I enjoyed it totally. I love I love smart people doing shit that they didn't know that they could do type of you know. Oh yeah, though I love that type of stuff. And I think Scott Derrickson, who directed it, has come out and said that there's no like actual physical combat that happens in this movie. Hmm. Like all of the all of the fights between the Ancient One and uh, uh, Hannibal are like throwing stuff at each other right and like opening portals and shit like that Mm -hmm. and injuring them that away i don't think there's any like actual hand-to-hand combat in this Mm -hmm. and it's fantastic because you're seeing the sorcerers use their powers and their brains and the mirror dimension and this and a and a swirly thing to to get rid of them and stuff like that and you know the conclusion is a perfect non-violent way to end this yeah you've never seen it before or since yeah the only thing that Although I was skeptical, and I'm I'm, I'm still not, I'm still a little skeptical because the whole magic thing is so murky. Mm-hmm. When you start throwing magic, like I'm already confused about who's the strongest superhero, or which superhero weapon is the strongest, and now mm-hmm. we got a guy whose answer is just magic. Yeah, I, you come out of this thinking there's he is the m- most powerful superhero. How could you, you know, top that yeah. essentially? 
but uh they found ways to well, marginalize and if it's not for fucking uh star lord uh he would have solved thanos yep, too yep yep fucking star lord yeah i am not here for the defense of star lord <laughs> yeah um this movie's really clever and it does first of all the visual effects uh specifically like the inception like you know buildings expanding and yeah. bending into each mm-hmm. other and uh, unrolling and that shit is mind-blowing um and it doesn't even look like an effect like i don't think 10 years from now you're gonna look at that and go that looks fake yeah i think they did such a good job making it look real um <clears throat> anyway and then also that whole thing with the apple where he first uses yeah. a time turner and the apple is whole mm-hmm. and then it's rotten and it's whole and it's rotten i've never seen now maybe it's the character and his abilities i've never seen anything like that in a movie it's yeah. very very cool um so yeah it's 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 definitely in the top third of my MCU. And they make that cape a character. Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, it's so great. Oh, so awesome. And it's probably the best use of that cape because they, they keep going back to the well a little bit yeah. in the, the, the subsequent movies. I can't wait to see Doctor Strange 2, though, and see what where they take that character. I hope they give Rachel McAdams a little bit more to work with yeah. than the wet blanket girlfriend that's still in love Despite all of the assholes. It's going to be called Doctor Strange 2 Electric Dormammu. Yes, that'd be oh, awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which, you know, that's another, that's the that's one of the best climaxes of any, of yeah. any movie, too. Oh, yeah, man. That whole thought process, we can't physically beat this thing. Yeah. So it lets annoy it. <laughs> and I, I and I and that that scene is so entertaining, well done. Like, you can't leave Doctor Strange without a smile on your face. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things. And you're talking about Rachel McAdams. That whole scene where he comes to her in that ethereal form and she has really no questions whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then, then he, and then she doesn't believe any of his story, <laughs> but then he, he definitely transports. Yep. And then she's like, huh, weird. Yeah. Like, doesn't tell anything. Doesn't try to contact him. Yeah, doesn't do anything. It just, it, that whole, that whole sequence in the hospital makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, other than that, I love that movie. This movie's fantastic. Yeah. So it's up there, it's probably my third favorite. We did, we went through and ranked our, uh, favorite of the MCU. And mm. I think it's my third favorite, uh, mm-hmm. total. It's that and Black Panther are battling it out for, uh, three. So who would win in a Black Panther versus Dr. Strange fight? Right. Mm. Dr. Strange. I think, I think, I think we've established Dr. Strange should probably yes. win most of these. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick Dr. Strange here. That's no, no surprise. Yeah, me neither. Now, Aquaman, I was surprised to see how far it is up on the DC list because it is a fun movie, mm-hmm. but there's, it's funny. These are the two most probably effects driven movies of each individual, uh, cinematic universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doctor Strange pulls it off perfectly. I'm going to vote for Aquaman. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. The movie that I haven't seen. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Doctor Strange will move on to uh, uh, face off against the Dark Knight in the next round. Um, then we have uh, two seed Black Panther versus the seven seed Man of Steel. Um, How bad is Man of Steel these days versus the dc movies that have come it shines up nice it does it does it was a drop-off severe drop-off from the dark knight trilogy right Mm -hmm. but it in hindsight it looks like a fucking peach right now i just watched most of this like a week ago Mm. and i still the problems i have with it i still have with it but 
Um, he's, I think he's good. Henry Cavill? Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, the theme that Zimmer, Zimmer did the theme? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Came up with for Man of Steel that is woven into Batman v Superman. I think that's an excellent theme. I love Kevin Costner in this movie. Yeah. Even though he's got terrible tornado advice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Michael Shannon's fun. Uh, the movie itself, it's, it bogs itself down in so many other stories that we've seen before. Like, I don't need Krypton and Russell Crowe and sending baby Superman off to Earth. And they spent a lot of time on that. They sure as fuck did. Like, yeah. 20 minutes to yeah. open the movie. And it looks like, you know, Valerian and the Stargirl <laughs> of Tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's it holds up better now just because you know compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. Rising tide lifts all boats. Yep. But I think this was this was my initial like I, I I this is my initial like getting bored with a fight scene uh, was the was this one like this is the one that now it seems like everybody is still somewhat even maybe subconsciously emulating. Yeah. Where you put somebody who that Superman and Zod are the are equal strengths, and the only thing that they seem to be able to do to each other is throw each other around, throw them throw them into buildings, and it looks cool. Yeah, but it does. You know that it doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like it, it's you know it. You're playing a video game where you're trying to like see how many bricks you can have exploding at any one moment. Yeah, and it's them flying around. Uh, you know the metropolis and like smashing into buildings and more throwing into buildings there's mm-hmm. nothing that they do that seems like this is what superheroes with a, with advanced powers would do it's it's a fist fight on a much bigger level yeah and yeah. then of course it ends with a neck break that uh you know how that, did how, it's been a while since i've seen it how did they explain that he was able to do that to a person with equal strength i don't think they, they did really so it's conceivable. The power that, of love. The power of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was about to kill. He's about Lois, to zap right? Amy Adams with the, the yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they never explained that. Like that. That that felt like that shouldn't have been able to happen. Um. Yeah, and and plus, is she in love with him at by the end of this movie, or is he just in love with Lois? Because I know they get together for Batman v, v Superman. They're already just together in that movie, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um. <sighs> yeah because there's she's like in the tub and he yeah, comes. She is. yeah she is <laughs> well she's i mean she goes up to that what what essentially is a supergirl's wrecked car or spaceship up in the you know that's where she meets fuck she likes him as much as he likes her i think okay okay <laughs> okay but they start off as co-workers and she's like kind of dismissive not even him, right? co-workers he's like he's like at the military site mm-hmm and she's he saves her because she sets off the something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she writes a story about her mysterious alien guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Am I remembering this uh-huh. wrong? Yeah, so I'm just I'm unclear on when the relationship starts because she does influence his ability to do whatever, right? Because he has such strong feelings for her. Yeah, and she Gotta, goes, she's up on that ship, and Russell Crowe's like leading her around on right, Zod's right, ship. Right, yeah, yeah. So she's, I think they, they kind of like speed fell in love too mm. wouldn't it be funny if like they do like a like like superman is in a superman costume and he's hugging on lois and he's kissing her and then it he steps back and he's got a big boner <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's not as tight 
as like his previous iterations, but like <laughs> well, well, <laughs> it go through the fabric. <laughs> we go through the we go through the fabric. Super strong dick. Yeah, man, totally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they also had that was that that was that whole thing where the ships come and they like suck all the metal or yeah yeah and all that. And it's yet another one of those uh, you know bad guy sucks all the metal for somewhere type mm-hmm, of because mm-hmm. this is just like in. Uh, in spider-man 2 where they do that too it's oh, like yeah. apocalypse so, yeah uh yeah there's i mean it just uh it, it all that noise just gets so boring after a while uh but you're right i think it uh way above what came later it is because it's it's this is the first dcu movie right yep mm-hmm. and batman versus superman came after it mm-hmm. And now we've got Suicide Squad, Justice League, Wonder Woman, which is, you know, the the class of the the mm-hmm. whole program. And then Aquaman, which is kind of like around there. Shazam. And then Shazam. And Shazam, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is kind of like the high watermark. And uh, who directed this one? It was Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wish they would at least try to attain this wish level they of quality. would have kept that Zack Snyder around. He was doing okay with this movie. Mm-hmm. What was interesting about this is that, like, it was criticized for being like too gritty and grim and stuff like that for a regular superman movie and since then they've gone all the way over to the other side with justice league and made it a fucking cartoon Mm -hmm. so there's got to be some middle ground they don't know what they're doing man (laughs) even this new okay so now we've cast robert pattinson as batman from matt reeves the batman right which they're now deciding they want to make a trilogy out of that but that's not connected at all to the DCEU or to Ben Affleck's Batman. They're just throwing Are you darts serious? At- yes. So there's going to be Joker and this one. Yes. That is completely under... But they're still forging ahead with the DCEU, And another right? Suicide Squad movie. Yes. And Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. They're just going in all the directions. And then whatever ends up making the most money, they'll try and copy paste, copy paste, and they'll fall. Like they really just need a whole regime change over there, a new way of thinking. I mean, we've talked about it before, but just stop, just stop it, just <laughs> reboot the whole timeline. Yeah, stop it. Start with Robert Pattinson. He, I love that idea. Oh, it's a great casting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it goes. Up, Man of Steel goes up against Black Panther, the two seed. Um, yeah, Black Panther is uh, is excellent. I mean. I can see where some people think it's overrated though. Mm. Um because because there is there's a lot more to Black Panther than just the the action spectacle here. Mm-hmm. This is this is about inclusion, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh sometimes it's like it's it's easy to elevate a movie higher than it may deserve, quote mm. unquote, because of of things like that, but I don't think you can overlook that though. No, especially in this instance. And, and same thing with Wonder Woman, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I I feel like the action is perfectly fine, has a great villain. Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we, can we just make sure Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan never stop working together? Yeah, right. Because they've made three excellent films together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to think they would stop. What was the third one? Fruitvale Station? Creed. 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 Oh, that's right. Wow. Kugler's one that doesn't, I don't think, get his due when we talk about these up-and-comers, yeah. and even amongst ourselves. Well, and Jesus Christ, watch Creed, man. That guy knows how to... Uh, that That is the best Rocky movie in forever. 
Yeah, you're right. That might be like the second or third best Rocky movie. It might be. I really like Rocky Balboa. I like the the way that they took that whole story. Mm -hmm. But Creed is so much more believable and so much more tangible. And yeah, you're right. There's hardly any editing in that first fight. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second fight, there's maybe not that much editing either. It's like all one shot. Wow. Um, It's a great classic Petra song in the 90s Mm -hmm. called Creed, My Creed. This mm. is my crew. Oh, I've heard that song. I believe in God the Father. And let's not mm-hmm. forget, there was a band called that, too. That's with Lawns <laughs> Wide Open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, I've created him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, Black Panther's just good. There's so many good little action pieces in this. Um, there are, I mean, there are some stupid things in this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially again, the fucking final battle, which always seems to have to be, we have to make this battle even more than that last battle we did. Yeah. And then we just keep piling people upon people into an open field until we're going to have like Lord of the Rings Marvel with just, with just Marvel characters. Yeah. In. And, and it's, it's amazing because. That first fight between Killmonger and uh, T'Challa is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's a couple of like hyper edits, but like there's no score to it. Yeah, you know, he kills Force Whitaker, yeah. So you know he means business, and it's brutal. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like a Bane Batman type of moment where shit's going down. He does that classic villain mistake of letting gravity decide things. Exactly, he does. I'm gonna throw it. I'll throw his ass over. Yeah, and then he does a Peter Pan right off this. I mean, it totally works for the movie, but that's not what he would do. Yeah. He would actually take that guy's head off right in front of all those people. Mm-hmm. And oh, I well. think I think Winston Duke is one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the moment where uh, Martin Freeman starts talking like, actually, this is when they, start, they just shout his ass down. <laughs> they bark so at him, fu- don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking great. i love that that's that uh action sequence from the casino that turns into the car chase mm-hmm. and oh that are. scene is great yeah that's uh what's it's uh what's the ulysses Cor- claw yeah but uh it's uh the uh it's in korea in oh, the Busan? it's yeah 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 oh it's great you can tell andy circus is having the most fun of everybody in this fucking movie mm-hmm. where does he get his hand cut off what movie is he in Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's Age of when Ultron. They, they go right. to to his ship, and he's uh, and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, um, yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, this is a really good movie, and and uh, and and don't forget that triumvirate of Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Guerrero, and I can't remember if that's her how you pronounce the name, and Letitia Wright, mm-hmm. who uh, I mean, you, you you almost have an official like Bond type of uh thing going on mm-hmm. in this in this place because uh letitia wright's playing the q yep and uh everybody's super smart there's all this great technology man this movie's so good and they they had all these female characters fleshed out and used properly and then they haven't come back to it at all in any of the other times of Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, exactly. They show up for an action shot. Because everything is too big for people who don't have wildly crazy superpowers right. yep. to, to, to help out with. Everybody was talking about, with Infinity War and Endgame, a moment where Letitia Wright, or when Shuri and Tony would get together and have like a snark off, right? Mm-hmm. Never happened. No. Yeah. She got that one snarky thing at 
uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was it. Like, why was... didn't you try the uh, whatever? The, uh, she's mapping all the neurons. mapping all the neurons, yeah. or whatever. And he's he's just obviously like, oh yeah, shit, <laughs> should have been what I did. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna be voting Black Panther here. Mm. Black Panther, Black Man of Steel. Oh, see, now that's a movie I'd watch. <laughs> There's actually a black Superman in the comics on another timeline. And Michael B. Jordan, after Black Panther, it was a very popular, trendy thing to suggest him for the next Superman. And sure. he would kill in yeah. that role. Uh, but he said, nah, I'll play this guy. And he names first and last name this obscure black Superman who's part of this one weird run huh. who in that timeline, he's this, he's Superman. Ah, yeah, I've watched the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, uh, but it's no, it's Black Panther, of nice, course. Nice. Uh, this one might be a pretty tough one. Uh, three seed Tim Burton's Batman, nineteen eighty nine, against X Men First Class. Ooh. This is a very tough one. This is a tough one, at this, least for me. Yeah. Um. Ooh. So, uh, so going back to where we were talking about X Men Two and Spider Man Two, those movies are really like linchpins for like comic book uh, movies being taken seriously and everything we we tend to forget about the tim burton batman mm -hmm. in this because it's not in this era especially with what evolved from the 1989 batman it didn't lead to this wave of like great comic book films yeah um even in its own series <laughs> and um and if you remember in the 90s, everything was like, I don't even know if we can blame Batman for this, but like everything that was getting adapted in the 90s, you know, it was like the shadow and there was the Spawn, Phantom, the Phantom, uh, the Crow, the Crow. Yeah. They were all these like lower tier type uh, comic book features. And I guess it was because whoever, I think Sony had the rights to everything at one point mm -hmm. and then sold it to Disney. Oh, shit. You know, That's whoever, you know, thing. whoever was, in, it might have been uh, Peters and Goober. Mm. They were, they might have sold that shit. That's insane. Uh, I don't know. Because they who. buried Spider-Man, Superman. Yeah. Until the the two thousands, yeah, right? and and there were there was discussions because it was back in back in the nineties they were supposed to come out with that Superman with Nicolas Cage, mm -hmm. and uh, and then uh, what the, what else they had all this stuff that they want to do, but if you listen to um, Kevin Smith talk to and he's a and it, when he was talking to somebody who's like a big deal in comic books and I can't think of his name right now, sorry, but they were talking about back in the nineties where if you were trying to pitch a big comic book movie studios were like what do you mean this isn't this isn't going this isn't viable that's insane too by the way because batman 1989 made a fuck ton of money right yeah but uh but they just didn't take it seriously yeah. at all and it could be i don't know it could be just due to the fact how the batman movies evolved later on that yeah. led to that um that discussion uh, but you would think after 1989, there would have been all these different adaptations. Like, let's do a Spider-Man. Let's do a, you know, but no, it ne none of this stuff ever got off the ground. Mm -hmm. So the 1989 Batman that I was 12 years old when that came out and I loved every single bit of that movie. This is Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. Yeah, for sure. yeah, and, this and Bruce is, Wayne. This is where you get that argument about Keaton versus Bale, right? Like people who grew up during our era 
are Keaton people, and I, don't, I still like Bale a lot, though. I like Bale a lot, but mm-hmm. I Keaton had more personality. Mm, yeah. Uh, you can make an argument that maybe you like Bale better as Batman and Keaton better as Bruce Wayne, or vice versa, mm-hmm. right? Or even throw in Affleck in there, and I, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. But uh, Keaton was just so... he. The way he moved, the way that his eyes would dart, you could tell there's an intelligence behind that. There's a little bit of comic timing because he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, he's certainly not physically imposing or anything like that, like Bale becomes later on. But he's just, he's the perfect blend of wit and smarts and action and quips. It's just, he's, he's, he's the man. He's the man. Mm-hmm. He's the man. Mm-hmm. I'd have nothing else to add. Well, Jen- do you like this version? <sighs> you don't like this version. I like it. Mm. I think it's goofy as fuck. Yeah, uh, it is. It's kind of goofy as fuck. It's goofy. But think of, think about though. Back in 1989, it felt like the darkest thing ever. It sure as hell did. Absolutely. Because especially you put Jack Nicholson in as the Joker, and I don't think we were used to. Uh, a character that evil and psycho but then but was always laughing on the outside yep that weird incongruous sort of thing that was going on we weren't used to that no um but that that was the first time i felt like comic book movies were taken seriously that there was uh you know you had the Adam West version before that. That was what that's we super goofy. That's what we were always comparing Batman's or any kind of comic book stuff to. And the you know you you think about the Joker in that yeah. series and Cesar everything. Romero. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know that that you didn't get that sense. It was I think they're more lighthearted than mm-hmm. even though there might be some psychotic tendencies. It wasn't as bad as when Jack Nicholson comes into it. Yeah. There's a definite scary quality to that to that uh, that whole thing. Yeah, man. I mean, it when you say go- it's goofy relative to the Nolan trilogy, obviously. Yeah. But I don't. And there's there's a couple of things like where he electrocutes the guy and yep. all that stuff. But like, there's I, still cartoony is, things in it. Sure, sure, sure. That whole parade at the end. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, not a fan. What's wrong with that? He's trying to poison Gotham. <laughs> this town needs an enema. Money, 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 money. Who do you trust? <laughs> and then the the absolutely like makes no sense part where he's standing there in front of the Batwing and Batman's just missing him. <laughs> you know, which goes back a long way to that you know Lego Batman movie, right? Yeah. Like why didn't he just? kill this guy and but joker seems pretty confident he's not gonna be able to hit me with this shit yeah um, wow i'm surprised to hear this i figured that you've held this in higher esteem i i mean i did it in 1989 okay uh but my view of the film has been informed by the 20 years 30 years fuck yeah, no, yeah. that have come since then did you see yesterday on the subreddit somebody put a whole post how old is jeremy when he talks about nostalgia, he sounds like he's 45 years old. <laughs> I, I literally just turned 44. <laughs> so I just commented, close. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I love it. I love it. So I, And I, I've gone back and watched it fairly recently, and it held up perfectly for me. That Danny Elfman score. 
It's good. good. It's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think everything about this, even Kim Basinger is is great. Like she's got some agency. Knox, whoever, Arliss, whoever plays that. Yeah, it's um, uh, Robert uh, uh, Wall. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He's he's great. You know, six six is good. Six, it's Japanese. I know because I got it in Japan. Like, I, super quotable. I love it. All yeah, right. yeah. Right. No, I, I I enjoy it too. Uh, it goes up against X Men First Class. Here's another movie I didn't expect to like because I don't like prequels. Yep. Yeah, and this is prequel as fuck too. Yeah, all the way back to the '60s. But so many good people in this, and I like this. I like this conflict as it is before they become older and it's they're arguing about the same fucking things yeah oh you're talking about charles and uh, yes 30 uh, and 40 years later yeah and eric yeah but the way the way that it sets this up in this movie where they're friends and and everything and you can see that beginning to perform a rift towards the end i like it a lot better because now i'm like what's the point of even arguing about this anymore Mm mm-hmm yeah um, old friend yeah this movie is like superheroes meets james bond mm-hmm. because the villain has a yacht layer yes and anytime a villain in a movie has a layer on a yacht <laughs> there's a little bit of james bond influence going that's on. correct <laughs> kevin bacon is awesome in this movie. yeah he is he's indestructible yeah and um i think if if you had either cast that role more poorly or not written it as beefy it could have hindered the movie a lot because mm-hmm. then it does just become prequel nostalgia fan service. Um, whereas, you know, he, he represents an actual threat and someone similar enough to Magneto that you have that thing there at the end. Of course, they have that connection from when Magneto is a kid, but y- y- you can see that they're the same, even though they're about to kill each other there at the end. I yeah. love that scene with the two of them where he's Magneto steals his helmet and then um, not, uh, Patrick Stewart is mm. not allowed to get into his brain anymore. <laughs> and oh. he uses the quarter and he passes the quarter through his guys. Oh, it's yeah. Such, it's such an intense scene. Yeah, it is. Like, because this guy has been set up to be literally indestructible. And, and you got that wonderfully done shot scene where the nuclear guy tries to nuclearize Kevin Bacon, but he makes him swallow it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And he has that explosion internally and oh my God. It's the, it's heartbreaking. There's that awesome moment where uh where Eric goes down to is it uh Argentina? Something in Central or South America. This is yeah. one of those lo- the a lot of Germans like move to after the war. They they hid out in this one country, I mm-hmm. think. I can't remember but he goes into that restaurant and he like basically he start he starts moving that knife all the way through the through, yeah through there and just slices everybody up that's in there. But before then, we have almost like a Inglorious Bastards type yeah. moment where he's talking in Portuguese or Spanish or whatever it is, and you know, kind of like getting along with the locals and all that shit. And then shit turns dark, yeah, but greatly dark. Oh yeah, uh, really, really, really great Wolverine cameo in this movie. Oh yeah, when they yeah. first start going off recruiting. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite X Men movie, um, out of all of them. Yeah, original cast, new cast. I do think it's frustrating to me and maybe me alone that once we started, once we went back and made this in the '60s, they've sort of been doing this decade jump with all the X Men movies mm-hmm. to where we've got Dark Phoenix coming out now, and timeline wise. Like, they should all look 30 years older than they do. 
because they all look pretty much like they did in Is Dark Apocalypse. Phoenix supposed to be like present day? I think it's supposed to be like in the 90s, which oh, would really? mean those characters are five, ten years away from the characters we see in X-Men. Yeah. yeah. And they have fucking blended all these actors into one movie, suggesting it's all one timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. They yeah. didn't have to do that. I agree. All right. But there is also a, a great scene, too. Uh, I, I, I think I get a lot of joy out of uh, the superhero learning what their powers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's, it's in a lot of movies, but I tend to like it every time because, you know, I don't like the nonchalant nature where it's like, well, I can do this and mm-hmm. I'm not even, I'm not even one bit impressed that I can do it because I, it's what I knew I could do from birth. The scene where Eric is moving the satellite oh, and yeah. everything and Fassbender's got that look on his face like, I fucking did this shit, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, just, I, I love stuff like that. That movie came out of nowhere for me. Thought it was a complete surprise. Like I said, didn't think I was going to like it at all. And so now we have a very hard decision, I think. Mm-hmm. X Men First Class versus Batman 1989. Mm. Uh, mm. you guys go first. Batman. X Men. Yeah. Oh. Just like that. <laughs> Wasn't that hard, apparently. Oh, Jesus. No, I, I love First Class. It is number two in X-Men movies for me. Uh, and this definitely was one of the ones where I was looking at the bracket. And I was like, that's going to hurt. Yeah. But I am so down with this is one of the best Tim Burton movies ever made. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best batman ever made um and like i said I, I love keaton i love nicholson in this role this is one of his most iconic roles mm-hmm. in an iconic career so i have to go with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is gonna take me a second mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can talk about zoe kravitz while you're waiting mm. i think she's pretty yeah yeah i, I like zoe kravitz i do yeah i like her when she has butterfly wings mm-hmm. did you see the uh the naked uh rolling stone cover sh- that she did i did not because her mom lisa bonet uh did a naked i remember cover that one. shoot for uh she wasn't naked on the cover she was naked on the inside and uh yeah zoe kravitz did the same like almost the same poses and everything you seen that weird like michelob ultra commercial with her and like the norwegian mountains no. She like sits down at this table and there's like high sensitive microphones everywhere. Oh, is that like, her? Like opens it and you can, yeah. It's the her. ASMR thing where, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was her. I didn't really. Well, it's if it's not, I'm going to be really embarrassed. No, she, I'm pretty sure that's her. She looks a lot like her. She's got the tattoos yeah. too. Yeah. Interesting. Guys, seriously, <laughs> this is 50-50. This is Sophie's choice right here. It really is. Um, football in the growing had a football in the growing. <laughs> okay. Um, God damn. That's great. I know. This is a, this um, is a crazy. <sighs> it's too I'm thinking movie. about all these different scenes that are in all these movies, and X-Men's got cooler action but does it have have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moon hey don't be trying to argue your movie <laughs> doesn't have that this ain't a court of law <laughs> batman has that big prince number in the museum mm-hmm. body man all hail body man new kings in town where does he get those wonderful toys yep 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 oh <laughs> I may have to flip a coin. 
Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Like literally can't choose. I'm going to let fate <laughs> decide for me, which which is hilarious because what's what's this what's this winner going to go up against? Black Panther? <laughs> Screwed. I think either no, I think either of them have has a chance. On well, my book. I'm voting Black Panther. Spoilers. You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Stop quoting your movie. I can't quote my movie as much. Mm. Yeah. What's a quote from X-Men First Class? Old friend. I got one. (laughs) Eric, no. That's yeah, in there no, somewhere. Yeah, no, you, you stand corrected. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Batman. <laughs> um, Jeremy just made the case. <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Had nothing to do with it. Okay, Heck so, no. So we have uh, in the West bracket, we have Dark Knight versus Doctor Strange, and we have Black Panther versus Batman. I think those are, those. That's a good matchup on both of those. Yeah, I'd say so. By the way, we're, we've got Marvel versus DC and Marvel versus DC in the next round in this region. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good. After having um, three Marvels in the the first one. Okay, so you guys know that CNN has done stuff like on the decades, like the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and all that stuff. Love that stuff. Uh, I'm addicted to that, actually. Anytime that series comes on, uh, it's always appointment television for me. So CNN is now doing, starting this Sunday, uh, an original series called The Movies. So each week, the show is going to focus on a specific decade of film, starting at the dawn of U.S. cinema, like early, early stuff, going up into the the present day. This week, this Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, they're going to do the 80s, one of our favorite decades. Uh, So that's going to be super, super cool. They're going to have stuff like The Breakfast Club. They're going to have Sincast's favorite uh, Back to the Future, of course. Um, They're going to have The Terminator. Like This is really going to cover all the 80s stuff that we've talked about exhaustively, and I can't wait to see what they're having to say because they've got it coming from like the the filmmakers themselves like Steven Spielberg is going to be on there and like other filmmakers uh, all the way up to when they get to uh, later like Rob Zombie is going to be on there so every week after that they're going to do a different decade so this is just the 80s starting off Uh, the show's produced by Tom Hanks who you may have heard of uh, and Gary Getzman and it's in association with HBO so there's like a bunch of heavy hitters right now we've got CNN HBO Tommy Hanks that's what I call him because you know we're, we're buddies um, and, and, and everybody's kind of on board and really giving you a super high production value of a look into the movies. You know it's going to be good. Um, so check out CNN original series, The Movies. You know I'm going to be there. 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Central Time. And I can't do the math to give you uh, Pacific Time. Uh, but it's 9 o'clock Eastern Time this Sunday. Super awesome. Go watch it. I'm going to be watching it, too, and we can all talk about it. All right, so we're going to go to the East bracket now, and uh, the number one seed there, Batman Begins, Ooh. versus the eight seed, Ant-Man. Everybody, like, I, I love Batman Begins. It's got so many great things in it. Yeah. Could you legitimately make a, a case that it's better than The Dark Knight, or even on the same level as The Dark Knight? I, I couldn't. I couldn't not, not 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 what I gravitate towards in movies. I couldn't make a a case for that movie. Mm. 
I think that I think that you know the idea of him having to go through prison and and then like you know climb that mountain or whatever and and uh, and uh, get trained by Liam Neeson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, Liam Neeson isn't killing anybody. In this yeah, scene. I think that whole I think all of that is great. Um, it's the I think it's all the stuff after that that gives me a headache though the the uh, the you know him coming over and interrupting the party and you know saying i'm gonna do all this shit to gotham and then like the big train sequence and all that stuff mm-hmm. and everything that happens after that i don't like as much as i like the beginning of it so you like the batman begins beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> more than batman begins ending yes i think i i think i'm almost the opposite I yeah think, because i love the scarecrow stuff i think that's fun mm. i like his i like his relationship with katie holmes a lot more than i like his relationship with maggie gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe just because like because it's such a such a different actress that it like you don't feel like the history behind him and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i i mean i I see what you're saying and i do love the whole league of shadows training sequence Mm -hmm. especially when he's getting initiated where they're all in their rows you, and all that shit this is another thing i hate too is is that i'm pretty sure in batman begins they call him raz al ghul mm-hmm. and in the cartoon it's Raish al ghul oh. and so like uh so like now there's two different interpretations of how it should be said so if raz you don't al ghul is dead yeah if you don't say Raish al ghul you're not you know jesus christ i remember when we came out with that video oh people were giving a shit yeah people were like it's Raish. well oh. Fuck it's you. because the cartoon does race it does it's nowhere else that it does. the movies definitely do Move, yeah and and we've always done with we've always done what the movie supplies with us in in and in, in, except in rare occasions but like because i remember even when we did the mortal Kombat thing and the the one outtake in there's that survivor thing at the end yeah mm-hmm. and we spelled raiden the exact way they spelled it in the movie credits and there were all these people who were like, Raiden's not spelled that way, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, look at the credits. What's funny is those people are why we make the videos. Yeah. Those, that, that, is, that is what we're having fun with. Yes. Everyone likes to nitpick. Mm-hmm. Only we are hated for it. Yeah, I know. I know. This, uh, is, cra- this is only Christopher Nolan's really third big movie. He did that movie following, which I'd never seen. You've seen that, mm-hmm. right? um it's like a student film but it's weird that he got this huge property based on memento and insomnia well i think he got the property based on they were giving uh movies to smaller independent directors at this point the sam raimi and the brian singer effect started working for nolan as well Mm -hmm. and uh and that's that's why i started uh giving those guys those type of movies yeah these movies the batman movies almost made nolan the mega name director like when he started making them he wasn't that like you said he just made those two smaller movies Mm -hmm. um i like the first two-thirds of this movie Mm -hmm. i'm with you chris on the once we get once Roz shows back up Mm -hmm. it it becomes infinitely less interesting to me Mm -hmm. Uh, but I like the training, and then I like all of the middle section where Bruce is learning how to Batman, mm-hmm. where like they they order the cows, but they break too easy, so they have to order ten thousand more, yeah. and he's fi- 
fitting the earpiece into the ear and he's learning from Morgan Freeman all the gadgets that he can tweak to his own. The first time he breaks in to talk to Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. he's just, you know, basically he's a, a ski mask, mask right? yeah. and he's got a stapler and, and he <laughs> goes from that to Batman by the end of the movie. And I enjoy seeing that. There's a very, it's a very year one kind of feel to that. And year one is both a film and a comic run. Um, that goes back to Batman's first year. The story between year one and Batman Begins have nothing in common. But mm-hmm. um, but g- getting to see how he... Like, you, you talked about you enjoy seeing people who, who are learning how to use their powers. Mm-hmm. Well, he, ba- Batman doesn't have any powers, but he's learning how to use his gadgets and, yeah. his, and his money, even. And I like that part of it. But the, the last third is just kind of a muddled, generic action. I kind of like the, the, whole, the whole angle of the hallucinogenics. Yeah. Like, making... Instead of a big plague or something like that infecting everybody it's just people losing their own minds and it's like gotham's gonna tear itself apart mm-hmm. i like that idea uh more than i do like tra- you know sending the train into the building or whatever yeah it is. yeah uh but that part is very cool where people you're seeing what they're seeing it's a very cool shot of uh, katie holmes when she sees batman while she's on she's tripping balls and yeah, all that. yeah 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 <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's the that man the batman that uh scarecrow sees the first time he gets his own <laughs> oh, shit yeah, yeah, on him yeah. it's one of the scariest fucking things i've ever seen <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh ant-man is um it's a perfectly fine, perfectly fun movie. Paul Rudd anchors that thing completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have great, uh, you know, uh, you have a great uh, scene stealer from Michael Pena. Um, and uh, we've discussed this a hundred million times. I know it's been discussed online a hundred million times. I, I think the Edgar Wright version, wherever that, you know, it, in the multiverse somewhere mm. is a way better movie that we're we're still talking about today if he if he makes that peyton reed did okay yeah you know? yeah absolutely i mean this this movie's so much better than the the sequel to mm-hmm. it you know it, it had some surprises it had those michael pena which is very edgar wrightian you know asides and all that <clears throat> it's got a, a nice dynamic between uh lost and uh hank and uh lost you're starting face to against me. evangeline lily yeah. yeah and michael douglas and michael douglas and michael douglas and paul rudd have a nice chemistry together too mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I i like this movie a lot every time it comes on like i, I have a good time with it Corey stoll was really good in yeah this. um all the individual parts work really well and i do like the little sight gags at the end yeah where like the the thomas the train is that has started to become a thing in every yeah. movie with with some where, where um you know there's people who are ant size right that has started to happen in everything downsizing has <laughs> it the lego movie two has it uh it's a, maybe the the funniest part of downsizing in fact, yeah it, really the only it funny might part. be it might be yeah <laughs> um but yeah ant-man's one of those things that everything is just perfectly good you know and paul rudd is so likable uh you know the story itself is just is a basic you know hey you know, i can get into this way or whatever yeah. uh it's it's just ne- it never elevates and i feel like you know it could have yeah mm-hmm. i mean he is this technology is the basis for the most important movie of the mcu right yeah yeah the uh I did that in air quotes for i uh <laughs> i this this movie above all else though is the one that makes me like a little upset at marvel because of the idea that I understand, like, look, I, again, we can't argue with the results, right? They make 
billions of dollars with these movies so mm-hmm. they know what they're doing it's just that i always have felt like your brand your you're making everything conformed isn't it what's making the money here mm. your your brand of uh you know is is the characters themselves the storylines you put them in and i don't think it matters how you make the movie and just look at the success of logan or the dark knight these movies that took took an actual film approach to the way they shot shot their movie and did all the did the story and everything uh, and we're going to see this later on with that Joker movie that's coming out yeah. too. That's going to be an actual like a film. Yes, that's know? right. And uh, and you're going to see that people will come as long as those characters are in there. And and it's one of the it's one of the things about Captain Marvel where there's the where she gets her new suit at the end of it, mm-hmm. and, and or like towards the two, last two thirds of it, and it's that it's a red fucking suit. Yeah, with that looks like fucking Iron Man and and Ant Man and all these other ones that you have, and and it's made as this big moment, like that's where she got that suit. Yeah, and you're like, well, shit, man, <laughs> everybody has that suit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like Team Marvel here. We're all like putting the same fucking colors on and mm-hmm. everything. Yep, yep. Um, anyway, uh, this is an easy one for me. Batman Begins. I'd say Batman Begins. This is a bug on my microphone. <laughs> I've been um, trying to swat that bitch. Batman Begins, no question. Yeah, Ant Man can suck it. <laughs> suck this tiny. I mean, if we're gonna that beginning, smallening technology from Ant Man Two should have saved the day in Endgame before any time travel nonsense was necessary. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They throw that shit around in that movie like it's fucking gummy bears, <laughs> like it's candy, <laughs> like it's fucking big, small, big, small. Anytime we need it, big, small, big, small. And then the only way they use it in Endgame is to, so you can time travel. Yeah. Go big and small and battle. Yeah. Go up Thanos' butthole. Yeah. Go up Thanos' butthole. Right. I'm telling you. God damn it. In the name of Zeus's butthole. <laughs> yeah. You get out of your cell. <laughs> I thought you might be able to tell us that because it might be important. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Our four seed is Deadpool. Yes, Our five seed is Watchmen. We are still in the East bracket. Um, it's a toughie. Uh, it is a toughie. Um, number the in Deadpool. That's another movie that I was not expecting anything from. Mm-hmm. The leaked trailer that came out of the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I was like, oh, it's one of those movies, huh? Where the guy looks at the camera and he's all knowing and mm-hmm. and wink wink and everything and and let's see how many times we can insert the word vagina into the script <laughs> although i'm not even sure vagina does even show up in <laughs> deadpool but like it you know what i mean yes. like it's dick it, shows up a lot dick does does, does <laughs> show up there the main source of humor though in deadpool is combining something you know like having two things combine and having a baby with for something right right you know that's the main sort of uh humor that comes from that but uh i was very surprised at how much i enjoyed deadpool mm-hmm. when i when i saw mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are you sick of deadpool yet yep it seems like you're sick of deadpool yep even this version i liked deadpool 2 the movie right when i saw it i saw it again a few weeks ago mm-hmm. kind of rolled my eyes Hmm. I'm not sick of Deadpool. I think his shtick is played. He needs to be a background character. Hmm. Make an X-Men, X-Force, something. Have him show up in one or two scenes. 
perfect. Oh yeah, he would be a perfect side character. Yeah. Carrying at a this whole point, movie at this point. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love Deadpool, the first mm-hmm. movie. The second one is a lot of the same. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think there are that many notes for this guy to hit. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we already see that he's got a heart. He's trying to to help, you know, certain people and all that stuff. He's obviously committed to his girlfriend and all that. But uh, I don't know. There's still like a little room to where. Like when he shoots that evil uh, orderly in Deadpool two, when he you know he's not supposed to, yeah, and you know he, he's been in the training and all that stuff, you think there's no, and then he pops that motherfucker. I'm like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think there's yeah, still problem enough. is that's in the first twenty minutes of the movie. I agree. Uh, I mean, I'm still good with that. The first two movies, and I agree. Another one maybe, or maybe if he were a part of x-force and he's not carrying the entirety of the movie any thought of making the third one uh, weren't they talking about doing an x-force though they were but it's all up in the air now that fox got bought by disney yeah by the way did you see the ad astra trailer okay. yeah. not only did they put a trailer out they bought the top spot on trending on twitter yeah for yeah. ad astra yeah for a movie you like three weeks ago you pulled from the schedule yeah why are you spending money on that now well we were all speculating on the the summer preview because it was supposed to come out in may yep like yeah, like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and now it's now. September. Yeah, yeah, which so, is bad news, by the way. So. It is bad news. Yeah, I mean the trailer looks fine, uh, but but they've really like trying to make it prestige, right? It looks like the kind of movie that could go either way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you take that with the date shuffling, because this is the third or fourth time it's been pushed. Mm-hmm. I think it was originally supposed to be December twenty eighteen. Yes. Yes. Um. <clears throat> then I think it's probably pretty There's bad. a scene yeah. in there where there's like a gunfight between lunar rovers or something in there. <laughs> you see that? Yes. They're like yeah. shooting bullets. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. It could definitely go either way. Oh. I'm hoping for the best because there's good people in there, but it looks... It looks I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Deadpool, I, I still love. I can watch anytime and it'll still make me laugh almost as much as the first and time. I, I i love the love story in this i mean it's it's organic and it's it's so fun and playful between the two of them and yeah they go back to the well in deadpool too about the women's liberation day where she's like fucking him right hmm? don't, don't they isn't there a joke about like break out their strap on again or something like that oh. in deadpool too but that the reason I mentioned that is the first time because it's all like Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy yeah. Smell it, and then she's like Happy Women's Liberation Day, and he, his muscles get all tight. Yeah. And everything <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. Um, but uh, yeah, Deadpool is just is just fun. Uh, it's just a fun movie. Uh, complete opposite of the spectrum is Watchmen. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when Billy Crudup is in that machine and he turns into a blue vapor, it's amazing. If you funny. grin more than twice watching Watchmen, then we have done something wrong. <laughs> um, Watchmen is also Zack Snyder. This is on the heels of 300, and he was hot shit after 300. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Watchmen, uh, I, here are the positives to a Watchmen. I think the the way it looks is mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I like the overall story and mystery to Watchmen. Right, and um, and I generally like the the people involved. So why is this movie? Why does this movie not completely connect with me? It's too long. 
It's too long and there's too much in it, which is funny. I've never seen the the director's cut. Have you for Watchmen? Uh, the version I saw felt like a director's cut. I'm yeah. sure it was the theatrical cut. It's um, almost two and a half hours. Yeah, right? it's two and I'm a half. I'm trying to think... remember if we send the uh, extended cut. Oh, because we may have. I think we did. Because I do remember people saying there were scenes they didn't remember. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, so yeah, that's a long ass. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember getting the copy of Watchmen and going, well, I guess we're doing a three and a half hour movie. Well, it's saying that the running time is 163 minutes. So I don't know if that's for the regular cut or for the director's cut. I had no cut. idea. It might have been. It might It might be the extended cut. That's the thing. I think it, it seems like almost like within game, except even more so, mm-hmm. that he was trying to do so much fan service because this is a beloved graphic novel. He's trying to literally recreate the 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 page mm-hmm. that it became overblown, and you could you could shave off, you know, thirty minutes or so of this story and condense it and make it you know move a little bit more. It just it's slow. Yeah, I think the scope is part of the problem because it's sort of trying to tell a couple different generation stories yeah. through the lens of one like the most recent generation. But I don't have any connection to these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like the scope is a little set too wide. If they had narrowed it a little bit, maybe now maybe this new TV show is going to do this because mm-hmm. the TV show looks like it's going to do nothing what the movie did. But maybe you can narrow the focus a little bit. I don't know. I just they never could, connected to any of those they characters. They could have mm-hmm. possibly done this like they're doing it, right? Where there's yeah. uh, you see the uh, early part. Although... I guess you kind of need some of the revelations to occur. It would be kind of hard to make this movie like it, though, because I don't know how much you could you could. I think you could not tell certain parts of the story like the big the big part of it is the is the rape that happens Mm -hmm. in it. Uh, And that's a big revelation that happens later. You could you could tell that part of the story without revealing that. And then just tell the old part of the story and then go to the to the modern part mm. and not have it be one big huge you know movie where you're just like god man is this it feels like it's never going to end yeah um but uh but yeah this is another movie by the way this is co- sort of an aside but uh you know in this in the in the movie where he's on the talk show Mm-hmm. and uh and like they start they 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 uh bring out the woman who's got the radioactive what radiation or whatever on you know, like I, she's got cancer now and all that and uh, everybody starts asking him the questions and then he's like no whatever yells and then everybody disappears or or something like that. yeah everybody in the studio disappears mm-hmm. they never explain that shit in the movie yeah. where did they go did they die did they go back home does he know where they live i guess they do <laughs> yes he does um and in the uh the graphic novel they actually explain where they all went oh yeah yeah which is is a you know it's it's one of those things like i was watching a, a bunch of game of thrones stuff after the eighth season mm-hmm. uh and i've always talked about stuff like this like where they make these small changes and they don't think they're big but that it turns out to be huge like we've always talked about gandalf almost touching the the one ring yeah 
and then being like and then going why does he even need to go and research this if he saw the eye of sauron or did he see the eye of sauron and it's just something for the viewer to know mm-hmm. but like if he sees the eye of sauron why does he even have to go off on his trip yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like oh what was that shit i need to read some books and you don't know you don't <laughs> need to read some books yeah but was re- <laughs> i was uh i was i was watching stuff with game of thrones where they 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 cut they cut the the arc. Of, uh, there was one video I watched where they cut the arc where Tyrion, the the story about the prostitute that his dad and brother hired for him. Yeah. Uh, they changed so much out of that that the whole sequence where he kills Shay in the show and then kills his father makes no sense mm. because of that that story is way more important to that hmm. and now it doesn't make any sense why what he does in the whole thing that's a great video i have to show you hmm. that uh but anyway but yeah there's little things like that it's it's you know where they where they do stuff that's like okay yeah that was definitely in the in the original source material mm-hmm. but then you didn't offer anything beyond that or you change something that makes nothing make sense anymore yeah but now watchman is watchman i've grown i've grown to say is good yes i know that it's it's hard it i mean it's, i don't know where you're at on this I, you're like ambivalent maybe yeah that's perfect mm-hmm. that's perfect i don't i don't dislike it enough to spend much time talking about it and i don't <laughs> like it enough to spend much time talking. About it. one of the the main things that you were kind of getting to is that it's hard to dr manhattan starts off as being like almost our primary and anta- our protagonist mm-hmm. and then he becomes so spacey literally and and so detached from humanity mm-hmm. that you're detached from the character and mm-hmm. therefore you're detached from his impact on Malin Ackerman's character and on Patrick Stewart and even Rorschach, uh, who is a great character. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> You're going to call that guy Patrick <laughs> Stewart. It's, it's, it's totally today. accidental. <laughs> God damn it. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Patrick Duffy. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, when you're not connecting with, you know, the, 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 the inciting incident guy, basically, then you're not going to connect emotionally with the 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 movie as a whole yeah yeah i agree um so yeah watchman does just kind of comes off maybe a little bit maybe too serious about mm-hmm. its subject matter i don't know it's it's it is long and it is it's not that sex scene i mean could be could be considered part of the lightheartedness of this movie. oh my well, well it's all sequence because he's like all like impotent and, and and awkward and all that shit and mm-hmm. she's like you know horned up and and, and like he fucked her mom right and now he's fucking the daughter no, no that was jeffrey dean yeah right, or stan the, the comedian yeah jeffrey does dean, stan, actress play jeffrey dean morgan. morgan does the actress play both the daughter and the mother no carla no. gagino plays the mom why did i think the actress who's the actress that plays Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Mm. Why did I think she played two characters in this movie? It there's there's so much weirdness in the overlap, and that's what you're saying is that it would be nice to have two different movies mm. because she's Silk Spectre and Malin Ackerman is Silk Spectre number two yeah. or something like that. Oh. So it's literally because the previous generation had different names from the next one except for her. Okay. Yeah. All so right. That's why. That's my confusion. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think it, I mean, as, as great as that opening credit sequence is with the Bob Dylan and mm-hmm. all that, like it might have been better just to have that as a whole movie. Yeah. And and then then you, you start your your Watchmen, you know, expanded universe or whatever the hell. But, you know, you, you do that second one after that mm-hmm. and, and now you don't have like... 
because if you're going to watch Watchmen, you, you got to carve out a whole, you know, segment of time out of your afternoon yeah, to do it. Yeah. You really do. And you got to pay attention. Carve yeah. out a section of your soul, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's where that awesome uh, uh, thing Jeremy wrote, the worst Leonard Cohen cover I've ever heard, started. Oh, my God. The, the people who don't get that at all, are, that's the best. That shit is the best. There's nothing better than, than on a video where you you are clearly clearly like just being wrong on purpose and someone has to come out and correct you about it they can't let it go oh my god that that's... really is leonard cohen oh really jokes <laughs> on you sin guy i'm gonna pick deadpool in this one captain deadpool nah just deadpool <laughs> i pick deadpool i love deadpool I love it's irreverence. I think it's funny. I think it's got heart. Deadpool. Captain Deadpool. So that's going to be Batman Begins versus Deadpool mm, in the East. Good matchup. The Sweet 16. On to our last two matchups here. The two seed Spider-Man Homecoming versus number seven, The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming versus The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where do you want to start? Dark Knight Rises. All right, why do you like it so much? Because my favorite run of the Batman comics ever was the Nightfall, Night Quest, Bane run, where Bane breaks Batman's back. Right. And Bruce has to go off. Now, nobody really knows at that point, but he goes off on his own mystical training year or what have you. He go- He's not in prison. No. He no. goes off on his own. Yeah, he goes in the off. Comic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes off and... Starts training and healing and mentally, physically, all of that stuff to the point where when he's done, he's bigger, stronger, faster than ever. Um, But it takes a long time. And in that time, a guy he was grooming um, becomes Batman, Mm. um, changes the suit, decides to start killing randomly and being extra vigilante. Then Robin has to try and stop him. This is a different character than Robin. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then Batman comes back. And they have to take down Azrael, who's the guy that replaced him, named himself Azrael. And then they have to take down Bane. Actually, I think that's the reverse order. I think he takes down Bane and he has to turn and go back after the now evil Batman, mm. who's got this metal yellow suit of armor. Um, anyway, that is the only long run of any famous comic arc that I actually read issue to issue when it was being released. Well, my question is, why didn't they do that? Good question. That sounds awesome. That yeah. sounds awesome. And that's exactly as many characters as is in this. Yeah. You know, you don't have a Talia al Ghul. You don't need a Catwoman. You don't need a Robin. No. That you sounds awesome. Why no, did, I, I don't know. Uh, but you, you don't need the Robin that we get in this. So Nolan, in this movie, when he does have Bane and Batman face off in that fight in the sewers. Yeah. That's fucking epic. It is. It is. Um, And it. It has so many notes that just give me chills from that comic run. All this to say, I have prior attachment to some of these elements sure. from the comics that make me like the movie more. The movie's a, a hot mess. I guarantee you. <laughs> yes, I do not d- disagree with you there. Uh, but but I, the, the parts that I like are so good. Like yeah. That fight is so good. Because Batman should know. Everyone around him knows. Alfred knows. You should not be going back out there. You are busted. 
And he still thinks, I can do this. I'm Batman. Who's yeah. ever going to beat Batman? And he goes down there, and the gate shuts. And the guy, Bane says, Mr. Wayne. And Batman realizes, oh, shit. And Catwoman's like, that was ba- that was Bruce Wayne. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then it just all, that. the next 10 minutes from there are perfect. And that, there's no score in that fight, no, I don't think, no. right? And then, he, you know, he, he kills the lights. And Bane's like, oh, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> I was born in the darkness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Morded by it. <laughs> um, I, I just love everything about that sequence. That, yeah. I, I, that's that's it. It elevates the movie for me because it's so good. I agree, and I think Cat. Well, I think Anne Hathaway is terrific in this movie too. She's maybe the second best part, maybe even the best part. Yeah, she's because Tom Hardy is fine, but I mean, he's he's one note it for a guy. Be very painful. <laughs> Go yeah. for Michelle. Yeah. Go <laughs> And see, in the comic, Bane is Bane is much more jacked. Because he ingests this venom substance. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the Bane from Batman and Robin at least looks and behaves more like the Bane mm. from the comics. Um, and so, yes, this movie makes Bane just a guy who's maybe 3% bigger and stronger than most guys. And so I do have some wishes that they could have done it. Because even when Alfred's pointing at the screen, he's like, look at him fighting the ferocity. And I'm like, I don't see any ferocity. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, a, looks like a stage fight, like stage sword fighting. Uh, the, but anyway. The, the problem for me on this movie is, is okay, yes, they have, uh, they, it's, it's, what is it about third movie syndrome about these things where they have to like cobble every character that they ha- they can into a, into a thing and and you know i know that a lot of times it's about the rights but warner brothers has a pretty good stranglehold on batman's mm-hmm. rights i think for eternity mm-hmm. almost and uh and so like there's it's in in the prior marvel stuff like spider-man 3 and everything like that those make sense where they're like okay we gotta stick these characters in or else we lose the rights forever which is a stupid fucking thing yeah. i'll never understand this um but um but the the also the fact that Gotham itself, which was so Chicago in the Dark Knight, becomes Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. New York, maybe some London in yeah. there, and it's and there's no sense of place anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you probably ask Nolan and he's like, Well, yeah, I meant to do that because Gotham isn't what it used to be anymore and all that. Fuck you. I just want uh, a a a I want a, a sense of place and something that doesn't just like you just go all of fuck you to Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I did. Here's a guy I enjoy in 95% of your movies. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it wouldn't have been hard. It wouldn't have been hard to, you know, blow the bridges in Chicago or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just it, it, it's it's just silly. The whole movie, I went into this movie. You're right about third movie syndrome. I'm a sucker again because i'm looking forward to this third star wars movie mm-hmm. and i shouldn't be it's it's probably gonna blow ass mm. but <laughs> I'm, blow ass. I'm gonna i'm gonna get into it but man i was so excited about dark knight rises and the trailers were epic the trailers were awesome yeah and jesus christ man i walked out of that movie and i was like man i i may have been on a bit of a high because the opening scene is so great the mm-hmm. whole you know playing yeah. thing uh the fight was epic and i didn't think too much about how he got out of the cave and all that stuff but like yeah the 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 tacton coda with him coming back to life like all that stuff i was just like i was walking out of there like 
Huh. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody sent me a uh, a video for the from the dude that's in Free Solo, and uh, and he was going through all these different movie mountain climbing things and everything, and uh, and uh, he was uh, he was looking at the um, the uh, Dark Knight Rises one, and he was like, "This one right here shouldn't be hard at all." <laughs> like 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 if he can do this then he can and he can really literally just climb up straight up the wall <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i remember thinking the same thing but i obviously am not a but. you know uh but uh that, that that was pretty funny um yeah for me it's just that all over the place nature this movie has that i can't i can't uh get get beyond get you know i can't get behind it but there are some good things there are some good things that bane fight is good yeah and then i my my least favorite part is that they tried to sneak a robin in there by making yeah gordon levitt's character's first name robin oh yeah it's a pretty name i like it you should go by that name more whatever that girl says yeah Mm -hmm. i like the whole thing with passing the torch because the there's the theme throughout is anybody could have been batman yes and even joseph gordon levitt going down into the cave at the end works fine for me except i keep hearing that woman saying robin yeah robin then that and then that ending's bullshit though the the with the bruce wayne like hanging out in london and he's supposedly dead yeah. and that he's one of the most famous faces in the entire world yep. he has that one little nod to michael kane at the end and it's like yeah you you just you just played yourself man <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows where the fuck you are now oh, what man. an asshole um let's talk about spider-man homecoming I know this is uh, your jam, your jammy jam. This is so good. Will they let Giacchino do the slow 60s cartoon theme for a whole movie? Uh, for both Homecoming and Far From Home, he has he has released a one-minute snippet of the orchestra playing that do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do, yeah. and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. And I love the theme he came up with. I didn't at first. It's grown on me. That I love that. Mm-hmm. I still want more of that old Spider-Man theme slowed down to halftime. I agree. Not just one scene or for the logo. I want it. I want it. I want a climactic action scene where Spider-Man picks himself up and we hear that. Yeah. I'm getting chills just thinking of a <laughs> fake scene in a movie that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Spider-Man Homecoming may be one of the most flawed movies. I still am willing to give an A+. Yeah, I mean, what are the uh, okay big flaws? The ending, yeah, uh, especially the plane part. It's, I mean, you could cut that ending and Wonder Woman's ending together. Yeah, aside from some you know aesthetic differences, there's no difference really. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. A bunch <laughs> of purples and dark blues and blacks and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, with that as the, I mean, that's really the only flaw to me. Yeah, flaw. I said that wrong. I would there's there's a Spider-Man I would rather see hmm. who is not Tony Stark's ward who doesn't have a, a computer voice speaking into him who doesn't have sure. 537 web combinations Peter Parker that I prefer did all that shit himself yeah yeah he yeah. didn't need Tony Stark to hand him an iron spider suit uh that's that is one huge misgiving for me hmm. but Tom Holland is so fucking good yeah yes he he's so good he makes me forget all the shit that I would rather it was a different way. Yeah. Uh, including the ending. Um, Michael Keaton's 
one of the best MCU villains. He's up there with Michael B. Jordan, as yep. far as I'm concerned. They're almost definitely going to bring him back at some point. Um, <clears throat> it's really well cast. The guy that plays Ned is among the best casting Marvel's ever done, and yep. they ca they always cast well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't need I don't necessarily need the father figure Tony Stark stuff. Honestly, I'm pretty offended by all the Aunt May is hot stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, someone's going to take a snippet of me saying that and put it right underneath the sin from a video where I say it doesn't contain a lap. Yeah, 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 like of, course, of course. I don't need that. Mm. And I, I, if she is hot or hotter than any previous Aunt May, I only need it mentioned once. Yep. But Tony brings it up every time he's on screen, basically. The fucking deli sandwich guy the brings guy, it up. The deli guy, the fucking uh, Thai place yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I just love it. It's like a big, wet, sloppy kiss. It's as close to the Spider-Man I know and love as any movie has ever got. Uh, are you talking about from the comics? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. the comics and the old TV show that the cartoon comes from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a high school movie. It's a really good high school movie. Yeah. Because it's got, you know, a prom scene. It's got... A school trip. It's got regular shit like the Captain America health stuff. It's got detention. Like it's it's got it's Martin Starr doing the thing. There, it's the homecoming dance. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the and it's got it's, it's got in the title, and it's got one of the tensest scenes in the MCU. Yeah, uh, that could have gone one of eleven different ways. Is it mm -hmm. safe to say that everything outside of the action is great? Mm, I think movie. so. I think so. Yes. Because the the, the boat scene, scene is horrible. Yep. yep. Uh, the ending is horrible. Uh, just about anything action oriented is a low point in the movie, but everything around it is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean the 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 car chase where he's going through the suburbs is delightful. I think, but that's not necessarily like an action fist on fist type mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, I like that a lot, uh, and I really like Donald Glover in here. Uh, but you're right. Those two big major set pieces are are hot garbage. And when you see a more personal thing, like when Vulture has like his, uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm distracting you," and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and the the wings come in, and you see how that affects him. And, and like, there's an emotional beat to it afterwards when he's trying to get himself back up. That's how you should just do the actions, particularly in with this character. Well, and this is, I think they made an intentional choice. To hire a director who could work really good with kids, teenagers. Because yeah. this is the guy that, the movie he did before this was Cop Car, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Which is a That's, great movie. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. But what comes across in that movie is he's really good at working with 13, 14-year-old kids. And there's not a lot of action, I don't think, in this guy's resume. Which may be why the action is where the film suffers, but the small moments, the character moments, are the ones that work the best. Mm -hmm. um, even even Infinity War fans will point to that, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark, moment as one of the best moments in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. That be, that relationship begins here in Homecoming. Yeah. Um, and it's Tom Holland that makes that work. Yeah, and in fact, it's really the only thing he directed before this is John Watts uh, directed Cop Car and then, then got Spider-Man yeah. based off of that. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like how Mark Webb did 500 Days of Summer and yeah. then got the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the decision for me is pretty easy here. I'm going to be putting Spider-Man Homecoming uh, to go on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a landslide. The only way that... The Dark Knight Rises would have a chance as if it's Jeremy's edited version. But yeah, or if it was good. Or if it were yeah. good, yeah. 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 Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming wins. Yeah. All right. 
so what will be facing off against Spider-Man Homecoming? Here's our last uh, uh, matchup of this episode in the East bracket. Uh, it is the three-seed V for Vendetta mm. versus the six-seed Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is a tough one. I, think, I like this matchup. I think the three sixes might be tougher than the four mm-hmm. five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I know you're you, Jeremy, love V for Vendetta, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've seen it twice. I I I'm not there yet, but That's go okay. get uh, give us your love fest to V well, for Vendetta. This is what I will say: is this would be a good movie to check out, given the state of politics around the world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because in this movie you have a religious fanatic leader who has taken control of both the country and the media Mm -hmm. and you have one man v who goes on a year-long quest to wake the public up yep Uh, and when they finally do wake up and revolt (laughs) thankfully because it's a movie, no one really has to get their hands dirty except for V. Right. And no one really has to even be put in danger except for V. He takes out the most important people. The people that line the streets. It's basically a sit-in. Everybody wins. Yay, hurrah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I fucking love this movie. I do, too. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not him taking out the autocrat. Because he could he could probably find a way to get into John Hurt's right. you know, area and, and fuck him up. But he has to win the hearts and minds of the populace. Yep. And I think that's a very important step to remember, you know, when you're dealing with autocrats. And the, the way that he goes about doing it is not through overt destruction, but he's he's saying that, you know, he, does he blow up parliament at the beginning or at the end? He blows up old Bailey at the beginning. Right. OK. But then he's threatening to he says blow in one up year's parliament. time. I'll blow up parliament. And that's when that's what gets the attention of the public. And then he starts to get his message out. He starts exposing these people for what they are. And yeah, it, it, he does it in such a stylistic fashion that it's just beautiful. It's it's the Wachowskis that wrote it and I think produced it or helped they produced it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the director is James McTeague, uh, who I don't know what he did otherwise, but it's just beautifully done. It's beautifully cast. Hugo weaving and Natalie Portman and John Hurt is fantastic in that role too. Yeah. I mean, everybody's good. Um, even the guy, uh, uh, the, the, the comedian, no, I was thinking a guy from Crying Game. Uh, Stephen Ray. Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Ray, not, not, yeah, because the other Crying Game guy we referenced two episodes ago was the other guy. Yeah, Jay yeah. Davidson. Jay Davidson. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Ray is great. But um, Stephen Fry is the other one uh, that, that's the. Oh, the Stephen media Fry's guy. fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he has a. He has that great moment where he takes in Natalie Portman and she finds out he's gay and he's got like a Book of Mormon and all this banned shit in the bottom of his house. Yeah. Uh, and the TV stations and the politicians are always calling him the terrorist V uh, <laughs> and the, the public's never buying it. And then V sends out his mask to everyone. Yeah, yeah, so everybody yep, has yep. a costume. God, I love this movie. Um, the final, this movie's way bloodier than you realize. Yeah, it is. Um, especially that last, that last bit is one of my favorite. He shows up in the sewers and like, it's basically the the war director. I forget the guy, it's Creedy, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the, the J. Edgar Hoover of this world, yeah, if you yeah. will. And he basically has made a deal with this guy. I'm going to turn myself over to you if you give me you know the dictator and he does but there's like 15 bad guys there mm-hmm. 
And and V's just standing there, and they all shoot him. <laughs> and then he stands back up, and he goes, my turn. Yeah. And while they're all reloading, <laughs> he goes through with his Raphael size, like the Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, some, it's very stylized. Yeah. But... It's also very awesome. Yeah, he's um, full of holes at this he, point. Yeah, exactly. And he kills them all and gets right up to that guy <laughs> and stumbles all the way back to have one last moment. God, I I don't think it's as good as my love for it. Hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's better than most people's blaseness about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wondered about I that. I mean, ultimately, look, I, IMDb's got this at 8.2. So oh, wow. it's, it's it's up there. I did not so realize you're not, that. You're not alone. On V for Vendetta. That's good. Um, I, I tend to love dystopian future type movies, uh, and I and and in you know anything with the, this type of uh, you know sort of um, 1984 type mm, of yeah. type of feel to it. Uh, the 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 actor Roger Allen plays that Louis Prothero guy who's yeah. on the that I that's my favorite part of it is is his like just like his. You know, he's sneering about mm. everything. England and, prevails. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then I think he gets, uh, shivved in the shower later. Yes, yes it does. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't quite made it there yet. I, I, I like it, but I'm not quite on that, like, God, I love this movie so much yet. I haven't got to that. But, um, but I mean, and when we send it, I was like, eh, yeah, this is better than when I remember when I first saw it. And of course, it's a 2005 movie. So yeah. I have a lot of like bias towards those. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, we give a lot of credit to Carl Urban for playing Dread with a mask the entire movie. Yeah. And there, there's a scene where Hugo Weaving doesn't have his mask, but. You don't really ever see his man's no, face. No, it's where she comes out into the uh, into his apartment. Well, there right? he's got the mask on, but he doesn't have the gloves on. So she sees. No, I'm talking about the the flashback to where they set fire to the compound. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, but but basically the entire movie he's behind this mask, and he's got he's got such a great voice, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure they realized when they were making the Matrix. Yeah, uh, and also they've got his dialogue is so delightful. In oh this. yeah, well that opening scene when he rescues Natalie Portman, like every other word starts starts with V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, vivisection of vitality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Uh, it goes up against Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, this is what I'm talking about, you know, in reference to Ant-Man and all this. This is movies completely out of fucking left field for yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that there's no branding in this where they're like trying to make everything look the same and conform the same and all that. And they go and make a blockbuster out of this thing Mm -hmm. comes out in august i don't think they thought one one iota that it was going to make this much money yeah Mm -hmm. they thought it was going to be something like hey we'll just do this we'll see what happens yeah and just gangbusters yeah and and it just goes to show what happens when you don't you that you could still do something like this without uh without making it exactly like all the other things yeah and it's i i went to the same theater the same year in chicago at, at the same around the same time to see captain america winter soldier and guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. I, wo- I walked out of captain america winter soldier really looking forward to it walked out of it like mm-hmm. and i walked out of guardians of the galaxy having no expectations whatsoever beaming yeah it was mm-hmm. awesome this mm-hmm. is one of those movies where real life just fucked with my situation so i went to go see this with josh um 
back when I was still doing those uh, before and after movie reviews. So oh, yeah. We'd set up a camera in the car to record. And he got a call from his wife. One of his kids was sick or something, literally an hour into the movie. Oh. And he was like, I'm sorry, man. I got to go. I was like, all right. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll catch it again another time. So he leaves. Like two hours later, calls me. He's like, all right, I got it all sorted. It comes back up to where I live, and we go see it again and watch <laughs> from beginning to end there. And I just think, Given that chain of events, there was almost no way that movie was going to be amazing to me uh, after all of that. I'd already sat through the first hour and then had no resolution. <laughs> then before I can have the resolution, I have to sit through the first hour again. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. I think it's a B plus, A minus. It's probably in my top five or six Marvel films. Mm. Um, but I have a feeling if I'd had a pure first viewing, it might have been even higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really well cast. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper... I you never would have t convinced me he could do voices like that. Oh yeah, um, and you know Chris Pratt has overstayed his welcome for some people. Yeah, um, but I think this movie is a perfect vehicle for his comedy. My wife has recently been on a uh, Parks and Rec binge, mm -hmm. and I have never seen the show, but I'm watching it vicariously every time I'm in the room with her. Um, and this feels like an extension of that comedy that he's doing on that show. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Now, I'm not sure the Chris Pratt and the Jurassic World movies, the suave, not ever cracking jokes guy. Like, <laughs> I don't get that. Oh, but I like this movie. Guardians yeah. is good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I like the prison escape. I like uh, Rocket's uh, wanting of the spare leg that he doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually need. Yeah. Um, I don't understand Glenn Close and John C. Riley in this movie yeah. at all. I don't, why, I don't know why you cast them if, you, if your script has their planet being destroyed yeah they're they only get like seconds of screen time really right yeah. really and it's like does that really matter <laughs> did we really sell extra tickets because glenn close's name was like 12th build or something i don't think i think you could put any you could put a, like a cg monster in that role and it would work just as fine that's true. that's true anyway yeah uh so yeah i mean yeah guardians is just all all around solid so mm -hmm. it's fun even though i not as high on v for vendetta as you guys are this is still a hard one for me. Yeah. Uh, I think V for Vendetta is the better movie, so I'm going to go ahead and pick it. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Do you want to make it interesting, or should I just close the door? Uh, I'll make it interesting. I think I'm going to choose Guardians of the Galaxy. I love V for Vendetta, but Guardians of the Galaxy is the just the most fun that they've had. All right, so at this point, you had Iron Man, which was a lot of fun. You had, and then you got more serious. You got Thor stuff, and then you got, you know, Avengers, and you got uh, Winter Soldier, and all that stuff that were that was taking it much more seriously. And this one was just concerned, even with an Infinity Stone. In fact, the first Infinity Stone that we know is an Infinity Stone mm -hmm. is in here, and uh, even with that import to the series, it's having the most fun. So uh, I'm going to choose Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Wow. wow. V for Vendetta. Yeah. I also... I can't argue with it. ...recently purchased that graphic novel. Really? And once I've had a chance to go through it, I'll let you borrow it. If you okay. Want. I'll be cur I'm curious to see what differences there are between that and the film that I know and love. Oh, my God. You're evil! You're evil! <laughs> 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 yes, Natalie Portman's accent just a little bit off yeah, on a, but one. she's got a point in that scene man it's like t totally wrong like oh he, man that whole sequence is fucked the, up she tortures her yeah yeah you yeah. tortured me 
You're she, evil. And it's funny because the it was while she was filming this that she did that Natalie raps thing. Yeah. On SNL because mm-hmm. she had the shaved head. Yep. And uh, I love you, Natalie. <laughs> I want to fuck you too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I thought for sure you both were going for V for Vendetta there. So I love both of these. This is probably one of the the hardest choices. But yeah, I, the uh, the Guardians. Like if you had gone first, and then Jeremy would have said his thing, I might have had another Batman slash yeah. coin flipper. These are very because, very close. Yeah. Um. There 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 is you know there's something about being that last vote, but you're fifty fifty that makes you want to consider, you know. You know, it's, it doesn't mean anything to anybody's life, <laughs> but you still want to get it quote unquote right. But, you know, I mean, ask me seven days from now. I'll probably probably save one or the other. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like baseball, right? Like the guy who strikes out at the bottom of the ninth to end the game is mm-hmm. no more responsible for that loss than the guy who struck out in the first inning. That's right. So we now have two Marvels and two DCs in this Wow! Yeah. yeah. That worked managed, out nicely. Managed yeah. to make that happen. So uh, V for Vendetta will be going up against Spider-Man Homecoming in that bracket. Uh, and we have Batman Begins and Deadpool also. And so we've got a whole another one to go. That'll be next week, but uh, but uh, that'll be the South bracket. That'll we'll, be fun. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, we're, we're doing these before we know how you guys feel about them. <laughs> in fact, it'll be... We'll get through most of this before we even know yeah. yep. what you guys think of this. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, be interesting. It'll be interesting <laughs> to find out. Can't wait. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Please keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, we have CinemaSins Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh, there are a bunch of places to go and talk about this very episode. Yeah, and uh, go by the Ables <laughs> and pre-order strings. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Pre-order, pre-order you some strings. Yeah, you can go to, by the way, the catch-all URL would be theablesbook.com, and from there you can get links to pre-order both books. You can also sign up as a pre-order person to get your, there's like a comic book that I wrote, digital comic book, Jeremy Simser did the drawing, it's awesome, Uh, and there's some behind-the-scenes like doodles and cover art really all kinds of stuff like that yeah uh but that'll do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasends.com I was getting gas at Kroger and I looked over and the, the Kroger attendant at the gas station is outside the little gas station attendant room mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette. Okay. I knocked on her. Yeah. I went into the store after I got gas and I said, hey, your gas station attendant is smoking. <laughs> By the gas. By the gas station. <laughs> it drives me bonkers when I see real people do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not quite to where I'm going to, you know get in their face mm-hmm. but an employee of a major chain come on man yeah. i don't need to blow up just because she needs her nicotine don't don't put the smoker on yeah. gas station duty yeah find another job where she can do that shit. Yeah, jesus christ you can smoke in the break room at kroger oh yeah yeah she doesn't have to smoke out there just take a break mm-hmm. go smoke five cigarettes in the break room over 15 minutes mm-hmm. go back out yeah i hate anyone with a pony who knew she had a pony (laughs) that's one of the best all-time like 
just because doesn't he say that like well after they've talked about the pony yeah, she's already gone yeah and he's like who figures an immigrant has a pony he's like it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what i love about julia louis dreyfus by the way is how she reacts during these classic bits like if you watch her during the whole reservations thing where he's going off about the, you don't know how to hold them. And that's yeah. really the most important part of She's like looking at him and nodding along <laughs> and, because he's like, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And she's, and as he's doing that, her head's like going up and down, like to, to the rhythm of the <laughs> comedy. Anybody can just take, yeah. can just take. <laughs> uh, Lem- Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Is making the journey. They, they somehow made that, the absolute grossest thing they've ever done in their life (laughs) because it seemed like every time wherever lemmy winks went they always managed to put like something like dripping or green in the background (laughs) or something and then you hear uh mr slave going oh jesus christ Uh, yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) what are we talking about south park yeah it's a south park (sighs) where um a a rat is going through uh mr slave's ass yes okay and that's all i need his yeah. name is lemmy winks and his name is lemmy winks and they they turn it into uh a fantasy epic thing where he's looking for the frog king or something like that <laughs> and uh and yeah and it and it's it's you know it's distasteful everything about it is distasteful but like they manage i don't know it's, it manages to be gross funny i could have done without it <laughs> Well, King of the Hill would be easier than King of the Hill would be easy than like BoJack Horseman. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, well, BoJack—he's Hor- a fucking horse. Although, What's he doing talking? I will say this: BoJack Horseman has enough, uh, like serious stuff in it that you could probably get get something out of. It. You like but that it, show, right? But yeah, yeah. I've I've heard a bunch of people call that show like one of the most progressive about mental health that's ever aired. Is that right? Yeah. Because apparently uh, one of the central conceits has to do with mental health or mm-hmm. he's seeing a therapist or something. Yeah. Um, anyway. Show, the, the show can get downright dark. Like, and not dark, darkly funny. Just, I mean, it does that too, but uh, it can get super just dark. Mm. Like, drama dark. Who owns, uh, is, is it Disney that owns Miramax? Mm. Miramax is owned by some Korean company or something now. But it's still Miramax. Like all the prop Miramax properties are still with that company, right? What do you mean? Like Pulp Fiction is now owned by that Korean company. Yes. Okay. Yes. But so not- all the assets for that, because Weinstein's went off and did their own thing, sold Miramax, right? Yes. Yes. And all the library. The only like stipulation they had out of that divorce mm-hmm. was that they'd get to keep Tarantino and they'd get to keep uh, Kevin Smith and all these. Although I don't think Kevin Smith's done much for weinstein company mm. um but uh but the the library itself stayed with disney and so then disney sold it to this company i see so. i literally watched almost the entire thing with the bruce willis part out uh about a week ago or so just for pleasure just because i hadn't like i know every beat of that movie but i hadn't seen it in total in forever so good mm-hmm. you still haven't if you skip the bruce willis stuff I could, I can kiss my nuts. I know. I was just being a jerk. Oh. And I, I, I felt perfectly fine. I just wanted to be with Jules and Vincent and Uma and the wolf. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Quentin Tarantino's racist fucking ass, man. <laughs> yeah. You might want to cut that. Okay. Yes, but that's not public knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 